Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, welcome to a great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Week in Review on WAYOLP freaking Rochester, also on Apple freaking Podcast, freaking Spotify, and freaking SoundCloud if anybody freaking wants to know. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, my name is freaking Taylor the Moss Man freaking Lofton, and with me as always to my left is Sandy the Sandman Vargas. Then bringing up the middle, we have freaking Doug the Slug Jordan, and in the rear position, we have freaking Tatia freaking Rizzer the Snowman. Man, weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, and the freaking panel. Start your freaking engines. This is our weekend review. <gasps> weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. It has been one week since we last spoke. And geez, Louise, down on my knees. Mercy, help us, please. I find myself a spectator to a very unusual game. A game I know not the rules, but I know the outcome of this game will have grave consequences upon us all. The teams assemble in unpredictable formations and a leader emerges and calls out the great battle call. And when that battle call is shouted, chaos erupts. Men are toppling men, climbing onto their backs poking them in places one should not poke. If this was a job site, Uyghurs and Tweakers, many people would be in jail. Horrible things I see out on this field of play. Terrible activity happening in every corner of the arena. Suddenly, the great leader emerges. He grabs the Super Bowl, locked in his fingers, passes it over his head, and scores an end zone. Triumphantly, the team rejoices. Wait, but that is just the beginning. Now the ball must be hurled back to the other side for no reason. The team has won. And yet the game continues. And it goes on and on like this. Until one team cries out mercy. And sometimes even that is not enough. But I do like the commercials. I, these are some of the best freaking commercials in the freaking absolutely freaking hilarious that I've ever seen. Now, and Sandy the Zayman Vargas, I was watching it with him and Doug Jordan and Tady Richard was uh, freaking Skyping. Jeez Louise, absolutely freaking hilarious freaking commercial. My favorite being Ben Affleck shows up. And the guy's obviously doing great. He's recovered from drinking. He's got a great new job working the drive through at freaking Dunkin' Donuts. And it's absolutely freaking hilarious. True to life as well. Sandy the Sandman Farkas 
a little bit about your feelings about this past Super Bowl and how you felt about the commercials. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it was great to see freaking Ben freaking Affleck, um, back on freaking top. Uh, haven't seen him that freaking happy in freaking years. Uh, though, uh, you know, it, 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 his, his new freaking position at freaking Duncan, uh, was spurred by the dissolution of his freaking failed freaking marriage, uh, and his freaking issues with freaking alcoholism. And, uh, and, and, uh, it was, it was great to see him freaking back on top, freaking slinging, slinging freaking donuts. And I, and my, mind you, I freaking noticed when freaking Jennifer freaking Lopez, uh, said, uh, um, can you, can you, don't forget to grab me one, one, one donut on your way out. And she said, extra freaking glaze and he went he said you got it you got it freaking sweetie and he went into the back of the special room and uh and whipped up a batch of freaking special glaze, if you know what I freaking mean. Yeah, and word had it was he was doing that for just about everybody that came through, but God bless him. You know, I thought that it would make more sense if he did an Affleck commercial. Maybe he replaced the duck now that Gilbert Gottfried is gone. Yeah, God rest his freaking soul. I know. I know. So... What other commercials? Doug Jordan, you watched the Super Bowl. Tell me a great commercial that you saw and how much you loved it. Um, yeah, so uh, I like the one where the it was by uh, Pepsi and they were acting and uh, then they were like, you know, do I actually like the Pepsi or do I not like it? Is this acting? I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I don't remember that. And you had a guy, It was, I think it was freaking Ben Stiller, freaking shows up. He's drinking a freaking Pepsi. He's freaking on set. He's freaking keeps, he keeps changing the movies. Then he drinks a freaking uh, Pepsi Max. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's like, am I acting or do I really like this freaking Pepsi? I don't and get it. He goes into the freaking, he goes into the back room, freaking whips up a special batch of freaking Pepsi. Uh, yeah, don't freaking remember that. Um, does freaking sound hilarious. Um, and, um. Yeah, don't freaking remember. And freaking Ben Affleck's in the corner, freaking glazing all over it right before he takes a sip. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't freaking remember hilarious. the Ben Affleck part, but but yeah, okay, maybe. Now the outcome of the game. Let's do a quick recap on that because I was unable to follow the play on the field. Now Sandy the Sandman, Fargus, Tadia Risher, you seem enthralled in the game. Tadia was live tweeting the entire time. I don't know if it was about the football game, but. Maybe a quick recap of who won the game and who won the freaking game. Are you talking to me? I said your name. You said Sandy's name, too. Well, I yeah, like Sandy uh, a little bit more than I like you. Hmm. Um, but I love you both. It's just I love Sandy um, so much. All right. Yeah. Let's, not, let's not get freaking bogged down. I love Sandy, too. Um, so anyway, the game uh, was between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City friggin' Chiefs um, with Patrick Mahomes and Jalene Hurts um, at the quarterback. The first time there's ever been two African-American quarterbacks starting in a Super Bowl uh, side by friggin' side. And the game was an absolute snore fest. Um, I couldn't really uh, stay awake during a lot of it. Part of that was I was smoking a lot of marijuana prior to the game. Um, but for the most part, it was boring. Um, hardly anybody scored touchdowns. I would not 
define it as a classic game at all. And um, I can't remember who won because I did I did fall asleep after halftime. Well, it just it just freaking goes to show you that the real freaking winners of this freaking game this year were the freaking commercials. Uh, they were absolutely the freaking funniest freaking commercials I had ever freaking seen. Uh, it reminded me of the freaking the glory days of the freaking frogs and the freaking lily pads, uh, freaking drinking beer and the freaking um, and the freaking mentally challenged people on the telephone all saying freaking what's up to each other. Yeah. Uh, it reminded me a lot of, of of the freaking glory days, and it was and it was good to be to see this year that the freaking commercials are freaking back. Yeah, and that's a good way to put it. The commercials are back. Now, geez, Louise, down on my knees, a lot of dogs, and God bless them. I see a dog on screen, I just start busting out laughing. Doug Jordan can attest to that. I vomited on his floor. Yeah, you no, you definitely did vomit on my floor when a dog showed up on screen. Yeah. I don't really- well, I had I really- so much food stuffed into my gullet. Those freaking nachos and the chicken wings, black bean dip. Yeah, there was black. Yeah, the, all those foods were there. Maybe nachos, vomit. chicken wings, yeah. black bean dip. It's delicious. So, well, there geez, was a, Louise, a refried bean dip too. Yeah, you didn't need two bean dips. I thought. And this is a conversation we have with you every single goddamn year. Um, what? Why? What is the point of having all these freaking bean dips? Well, they're different beans. They got different flavors. There's just a million other types of freaking. We can do a freaking corn dip, a freaking spicy freaking corn dip. You could do, um, I mean, buffalo freaking chicken wing dip is what I freaking requ- uh, request every single freaking year. And somehow it didn't show up at all this year, but I did get two freaking different types of bean dip. Well, you got chicken wings. You could just cut you pick the meat off the chicken wings and put it in the bean dip. There, and then you got buffalo chicken wing dip. I counted three types of bean dip. The third was a baked bean dip. That's absolutely correct, and I use honey beans in that dip. And that was kind of that was freaking disgusting. Yeah, it tastes like yeah. ketchup. So well, like and you also candy and beans. you also had chili, which seemed to be mostly beans. I don't even know if you put hamburger in it. No, beans were definitely the star of the show this Super Bowl. I think if anybody was going to win the Super Bowl, it was the, it was beans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, geez, Louise, down on my knees. A joyous occasion it was. Now, before we get bogged down with retelling tales of the Super Bowl, geez, Louise, down on my knees. Mike Doug freaking Jordan, also known as Doug Jordan. How you doing? How you been? How horny are you? God bless you. And how was your week? Thank you for the blessing. And uh, thank you for asking about my horniness, uh, though I will not uh, put that on the radio of if I am or not. Um, man, week was good. You know, pretty good. Uh, I, you know, we talked about this last week, but I am in a period of great uh, stress as well as a period of great change. Uh, so during the period of great change, I've been hiring a lot of extra staff over at the restaurant that I co-own uh, called the Ortego. Um, so been you know hiring, interviewing for that, having not a lot of luck finding good help uh, these days. So. You know, it was a little rough, and then a uh, a silver lining came to me, and a uh, an Italian restaurant down the street uh, closed out of the blue one day, uh, called Pastini's, and I was able to hire uh, five people all in one go. So I I got Mario, I got Stefano, uh, Flavio, Giuseppe, and uh, Luigi all at once and they've been a great help in the kitchen and let me just say these guys they know how to freaking cook and i'm very happy to freaking have them in the back with me 
and they're doing a great job. And they are very, very disrespectful to me, yours truly, freaking Taylor, the freaking Mossman Lofton. And I foresee terrible things ahead with these young Italians. And not so young are all of them. And perhaps it's hard to get a freaking word in edgewise because they're so busy speaking their own language. I can't understand a lick of what they say. But, geez, Louise, down on my knees, I believe they all come from the same village and perhaps are all related. They all speak English um, for the most part. The, you know, there's a little Italian, you know, peppered in. Like, they'll say things like, my paisan, you know, order in the window, my paisan. And, uh, yeah, they mostly speak English. As for being all related, I honestly can't tell. You know, they might be. Some of them might be cousins or something. They're, uh, you know, they're definitely not all brothers, uh, but they might be related somehow. I am very uncomfortable around these men. These men, and I've had issues with being bullied as an adult, and it never feels good. And often I find myself feeling as though I need to exact some sort of retribution against these people, these terrible people doing these terrible things. And the one person I could turn to to talk to, my freaking employee, Doug Jordan, and by the way, my boss at the Ortego Grill. And yet you have been like a schoolgirl, charmed to your panties about these five strapping new Italian men that come in to cook paisanos and we don't even serve paisanos. Well, I mean, I said it before, and I'll say it again. These guys, they can freaking cook, and I'm just so happy to freaking have some some excellent help in the kitchen as well as help in the, on the freaking dishes because sometimes the dishes would get so backed up. I know that was your job, but these guys are just so freaking talented that they just they take control of the freaking kitchen. It's great. Well, Doug Jordan, I am seriously beginning to question your judgment and your natural ability to judge character. Now... We will circle back to that. But before we do, Sandy, the Sandman, Farkas, how you doing? How you been? How are you? God bless you. And how was your week? Jeez uh, Louise. Um, a lot of freaking questions. Uh, to answer a freaking few of them, uh, I am freaking horny as a freaking Dickens. I'm freaking drunk to freaking boot. And uh, and I've had a fairly um, fairly eventful freaking week um, and, and, and a fairly freaking enjoyable freaking week as well, I might freaking add. And any, any how was your week? I just freaking answered. It was. Well, it was, you usually are supposed to elaborate on that topic. Um, um, yeah, and I I was about to go into freaking elaborating, but you freaking interrupted me. Um, Sorry. Uh, you're doing it again. Uh, first things freaking first. Freaking Super Bowl was freaking hilarious. Love the freaking commercials. Um, I also didn't make it to the end. Um, I don't know who freaking won. I didn't freaking look into it this morning. I. It was um, the commercials for the freaking winner in my freaking heart. Um, got to freaking do a little bit of freaking drinking with the freaking paisanos over at freaking Ortego. Those guys are freaking hilarious, especially freaking Giuseppe, who is um, the oldest of the freaking bunch and um, um, quite a quite a hilarious man. Uh, and and um, has quite a bit of freaking flatulence as well, I might add, which uh, he freaking plays into. Um, absolutely freaking great. Um mm. 
Yeah, sorry. Um, uh, other than that, um, I think uh, Wiggers and Twiggers are dying for an update on the freaking hot rod. Um, I was able to finally get freaking Murph back at the freaking house uh, to take a look at the freaking uh, car. Um, I had to sort of uh, lure him into this freaking situation by telling him that I had found um, something that I think belonged to someone in the freaking glove compartment. Um, that freaking got him over here. Um, I had to drop a fake little freaking treasure map. Uh, he knew it was freaking horseshit um, when he freaking showed up. But I said, well, well, I, well I freaking got you here, freaking Murph. I'd, I'd love you to freaking take a look at some of these things. Um, Taylor, you were there um, uh, from uh, offering freaking moral freaking support. Yeah. Um, and I gotta tell you, it was... It it was it was not a freaking unpleasant way to freaking spend the after freaking noon. It was very bizarre, but not unpleasant entirely. And it was it was freaking awe inspiring um, to watch um, this little man with the freaking useless legs and the freaking mangled arm uh, maneuver about the freaking driveway uh, and and get quite a few freaking things done on the freaking hot rod with his one freaking usable arm. Yeah, he could really use that one arm to hoist himself into the middle of the engine block and then tinker around in there with various tools. He was constantly yelling for tools. Hand me the wrench. And I said, I thought you already had the wrench. And he said he needed a different wrench. And something about the way that he shrieked and shouted hit me with a tinge of familiarity. And I, at one point, sidled up to Murph and I said, Murph, I have to tell you, I know your secret. And I whispered it into his ears, tickling some of those gross, long ear hairs that he has sticking yeah. out, graying as they are. And he looked at me, and all of the life drained from his face. White he was. And he stared at me, and he said, I don't know what you're talking about. So, geez, Louise, down to my knees, I know he's lying. Well, this is, see, this is actually, this is actually very freaking interesting to me. Um, I was... Uh, either freaking not there for this interaction or uh, did not freaking bear witness to this freaking interaction and um, I know not what you freaking speak of when you make mention of a, of a freaking secret of freaking Murph you, you think he's you think, he, you think he's faking his freaking disabilities? No, I, I think don't. He's very clearly those are um, unfortunately freaking quite legitimate. What I have ascertained is that he bears a striking similarity in both vocal gesticulations and actual gesticulations and size because he is a much like Sandy's father. Now, it occurred to me that the last we heard of Sandy's father, he was faking his own son's death. Sandy the Sandman Fargus cut his freaking pinky off. He did tore molders out of his freaking mouth while Sandy was passed out drunk. And geez, Louise down on my knees blew up his car. Now, I'm pretty sure what happened was Murph blew up Sandy's car when he was Sandy's father. And 
sustained a terrible injury, leaving himself malformed and terribly disfigured in the arm and maybe severed part of his spine. He can't utilize his legs or maybe he was on his way out from being able to utilize his legs due to general deterioration as it's often do. But now for some reason he has returned and he's used this hot rod as a lightning rod to strike Sandy and electrify himself back into Sandy's life. Much the way the great Poseidon or Zeus or Odin would do in the days of yore. I don't know, but I this is what I was trying to tell him when I told him I know his secret. And you could see that he knew what I was talking about. All of it. He's lying. Um... Jeez, Louise. Um, there is no freaking resemblance between my freaking father and Murph, aside from the size, the the dwarfism, um, them both being freaking. Um, also, freaking Murph, I don't think is. Merv and I, I would guess, are, are probably around the same age. Um, so, and and if I freaking recall, you have never freaking spoken to my freaking father or met my freaking father in freaking person. No, but I've heard a great tale of him. Yeah. I haven't seen a picture yet. Yeah. Um, well, geez, then, Louise, I mean, I think that what this calls for is a bit more investigation. And if I can't do it myself, I'll have to call in reinforcements. I, yeah, this, that is, if that's where this is freaking going, I will freaking gladly freaking cut ties with freaking Murph all to freaking gather. For weakers um, and tweakers who yeah. don't know, I have a great friend named a Marvel freaking Givens, and he is a bounty hunter, a sleuth, a private eye, and a murderer. A cold-blooded freaking killer, and someone that I personally saw once remove the freaking eyeball of another freaking man. Yeah. So, he's also four hundred pound, nimble, and swift. He is. So, an update on that will follow in the coming episodes. Now, freaking Tadia, freaking Richter, a brief freaking update on your week. How you doing? How you been? How are you? God bless you. And how was your week? Um, well, first of all, thank you for the blessing. Very, very freaking as always. Um, and my week has been, um, fulfilling if I'm going to pick one word, um, because after weakers and tweakers know of the disastrous friggin' horny Christmas in which Stu Gatz exposed himself to children over a live stream, um, the state of New York has threatened to take away Doug Nation's 501c3. And this has left an empty freaking gaping hole in my heart. Um, that was usually filled with charity work and and passion for nonprofit, and so um, I really kind of got back into some of my some of my beliefs this week, and and I went to a couple of protests. I rounded up some friends and 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 brought them to the corner um, of the Burger King, and we stood outside and held up signs and said, "A, a child has a right to choose." Um, because that's that's really what it what it boils down to is is a child has a right to choose, um, and 
uh, you know, I can't tell you to go out and support our cause, but uh, if you want to come out to one of our rallies, just let us know. I'll, 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 I'll send you in the right direction. What are you talking about? And what do you mean a child has a right to choose? Well, you know, there's a lot of children out there in this country whose um, parents, let's say their father, for example, um, is a freaking vegetable. And those children have the right to, well, frankly, assist their, their vegetables into assisted freaking a nice, uh, respectful death. And so I'm, I'm advocating for, for surrogate rights over the life of disabled parents um, because it's something near and dear to my heart. So you want somebody to let you kill your father? Well, I mean, that's, you know, that is a very boiled down sort of uh, explanation of our cause and our movement. Um, I will say, you know, there are parallels to my life right now. My mother has moved back into the house and she um, has taken over control of my father's uh, life and health. And uh, that also means she's taken control of the New York State checks, um, of which I was uh, sustaining my lifestyle with um so yeah um you know if i can't be paid to, to care for my father i don't think anyone should so this is a revengeful act yes well god bless you in your quest i am you know we are here at our week in review are great supporters of, of all types of advocacy and we find ourselves at the crossroads of advocacy quite often, don't we, Doug Jordan? Are you just talking about, you know, being at war with Evan Dawson or different types of advocacy? This situation I was thinking about, Horny Christmas is sort of a type of advocacy, if you ask me. Doug Nason events, taking Doug Nason's, mm-hmm. um, our freaking charitable, um, our freaking tar- charitable freaking bullshit. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, Sandy used to buy alcohol for minors. That was very noble. Yeah, I did that for a freaking while. Yeah, I did, and and I do I do freaking public service. Um, I mean, I'm a freaking DJ for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. I should have his own five hundred one three C. Well, geez, Louise, down to my knees. Blessed are thee for sharing thine story. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. We got a great freaking show for you, full of freaking our week news and discussions. But before we get to that, we have one quick segment to get to you now. You feel like a slug slithering through life. Everywhere that you go, you leave a trail of slime. You disgust those around you like a mucus-filled comet. You make children cry, you make grown men vomit. You are not the type to receive invitations to public gatherings or celebrations. And because your interactions are limited and few, you're not the best judge when meeting someone new. It's as though you've grown up on the edge of a fault, or in this case, a slug encircled by salt. So before you go trusting the word of a disparager, please consult with our week's guide to character. So this is obviously brought to you in partnership with Ted Joya at Honest Broker, and it is directed at Doug Jordan, who himself is a slug slithering through life. A mucus-filled comet. But he is also a terrible judge of character. 
And we here would like to embolden Doug to have the ability to see beyond some of the flaws that he naturally carries and to become a better judge of character when meeting someone new. So, geez Louise down on my knees without further freaking ado. Any questions? Man, nothing on my end. No, this makes sense to me. You really think that I'm a slug slithering through life? Well, it's a metaphor. I don't. It's kind of hurtful. Tadia loves slugs. He had a great many of them at one time. Very, very valuable. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. We're gonna go through about eight of these, and by the end, you should have no problem distinguishing who to trust, who not to trust, and what their character overall is. So, starting with number one, forget what they stay. Instead, look at who they marry. Joya writes, a person's choice of a spouse, or if they aren't married, their closest lifelong partner, is much more revealing than anything they say or do in public. This choice tells you about their own innermost longings, expectations, and needs. It tells you what they think of themselves and what they think they deserve in life, or who they will settle for. So, geez Louise, down to my knees. Now that we know that, use that lens to inspect those around you, perhaps someone on the panels. Doug Jordan, why don't you take a stab at it? That's how I have to inspect one of you and your lifelong partners. Uh, okay, Taylor, who would your lifelong partner? I guess Sandy would be your Sandy lifelong Vargas. partner. Yeah, wait, why? We've been partners I for... I intend I to continue to be partners for life. Well, um, my... Um, Geez Louise, um, all right, I guess for the sake of time, you can do this, but. So I'm supposed to, so you've chosen Sandy as a lifelong partner. Yeah. Which, which tells me that you, uh, you like to have fun and have a good time. And, um, you're an advocate for what you believe in. What are you talking about? Well, we're very we're advantageous on this show, apparently, with the Doug Nation events and the yeah. Yeah. advantageous. What the hell, now, Doug? It's it's starting to appear that you don't know what freaking advocacy means. It sounded like you thought advocacy meant our nemesis, because you, you said, "What about you? What are you talking about, Evan Dawson?" Well, you're advocating for free for for us to beat him on the radio. That's a good point, Doug Jordan. It's a stretch, but it's a stretch. Well, it seems like you don't know what you're freaking talking about. I know what I'm freaking talking about. I know that if I were freaking interviewing you and I said, geez, Louise, here, look, here, better yet, if I was freaking doing this with your freaking wife, I would say, sweetheart, you know how much better you could freaking do than this than this freaking slug slithering through freaking life? That's really mean. Well, and then I'd say, I'd say I, I, guess, I guess he must have a, quite the impressive freaking slug in his freaking trousers if he's keeping you freaking around. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, always pours some salt on that thing. Shrink it down. I don't want to. Is that? A, I guess that's kind of a compliment. Yeah. God bless you, Doug Jordan. All right. Number two would be see how they treat service workers. Joya writes: People reveal their true natures when they deal with others who have no power and can never return a favor. They feel immune and free of all consequences. So let it rip. Their true self continues to the forefront. Okay. 
So using that lens, pick one of us and really inspect how we handle ourselves in that sort of situation. Service workers, it's a way in. Okay, I guess, you know, Tadia probably has the most um, experience with service workers specifically. So how do you handle uh, your service workers? Well, my personal workers, I don't give a shit about them, but... Um, but I do, um, you know, if, if we're going to look how I treat the people who serve me, um, Stefano at the friggin' Ortego Grill came up to me and asked what I wanted to eat. And I said, Stefano, I'm tired of this friggin' slop. You got to give me something. I need spaghetti and meatballs. And he said, oh, coming right up. And he brings me friggin' spaghetti and meatballs, not on the menu, absolutely hilarious, delicious. And then we hung out for the rest of the night, watched a couple of movies and drank some beers, smoked some pot, and then, um, you know, we just chilled out. So I treat service workers great. Yeah, and I had a freaking bite or two of freaking Stefano's freaking spaghetti and meatballs, um, and they were absolutely freaking delicious. And I remember at one point when he was asking, what would you like to eat? And I said, wait a minute, aren't you a freaking cook? What are, what are you even doing in the freaking front of the house? What are you doing taking orders? Yeah, Those guys sense. are so freaking hilarious. All right, all right. Well, why don't we focus back on Doug Jordan and the task at hand. Doug, I'm going to go ahead and, and use the example of you, and I'm going to look at you through this service worker lens. Now, I recall a situation, a absolutely hilarious evening called a karaoke weekend where you berated and beguiled and accosted physically, verbally, threw a drink in the face of a young boy, 12 at the most, simply for asking you a question about what you would like to drink. Now, I know that you thought you would never see this young man again. You would never hear word one from him nor his father. But then I did something very, very, very desperate. And I called them and begged them for your forgiveness and asked them to call you to reach out. And they did so. And then they started a lawsuit against you. And I had to have them silenced because you could not handle the situation on your own. The great shame you had brought onto yourself and your family and this show, most importantly. And what do you have to say for yourself? And now they're dead, Doug Jordan. Yeah, when I when that happened, it was an accident purely. And then, you know, they didn't end up, you know, dead until you got involved first by calling them to apologize on my behalf and then to continue to push them into trying to sue me. And then you decided to take it upon yourself to have them freaking silenced. Well, I I wanted freaking nothing to do with it. I want to be very clear here. Nobody actually knows that they're dead. I just assume that they're dead because I have been shown their graves, but I was assured that it would be very difficult to get down to how the depth that was dug to put them in the ground. So that's all I'm saying there. Not doing too well yet, but we still have a plenty to go on this list. Number three, discover what experiences formed their character er- in early life. So, geez Louise, down to my knees. When I look at Sandy Farkas, he is a someone who has a great time, does a lot of freaking drinking, a lot of playing with himself. He's out there partying. He's drunk every single freaking day. I imagine that he had a very, very, very fun childhood. And that he continued with that down that path into adulthood. 
Um, uh, yeah, you're um, considerably off the freaking mark on that one. Um, I sure as hell did the best I freaking could. Um, but there was a few, um, a few freaking incidents, um, um, many of which you freaking um, are aware of. Um, that led to that sort of being a, a, a freaking tumultuous um, period of my freaking life. Yeah, yeah. The the, the absent freaking father, uh, con man who would oftentimes um, get me wrapped up in his freaking schemes and then let me freaking take the fall for them. A whole bunch of my freaking fan, friends freaking killed themselves. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, how do you feel about that? Now that you know that, Doug Jordan, not too good, I don't think. I never once looked at Sandy and thought that he had a very fun childhood, you know, based on conversations that we've had in the past about his childhood, even on this freaking show about his childhood. So I guess I'm not the, I guess you were the one that had to poor judge a character here. Well, for the record, there were, there were, there were freaking good times too. Yeah. And there are good times now. That's the important part is that we're having a good time right now. So, Number four, how do they invest their most two valuable resources? Joya writes, I know some fortune tellers want to look at a person's palm to read their future, but I'd prefer to take a glimpse at how they spend their time and money. Those reveal what a person is really all about. So let's take a look at everyone's palms. Stick them up to the to the cameras because we are on the freaking satellite New York uplink. And just what can you tell from the bottom of your palm? Well, yours looks like you wiped your freaking bottom with it. What is that? Well, I also have I have that straight line that often that often denotes some sort of mental disability, some sort of developmental. Often goes along with a very severe learning disability. That's what my mother told me. That's what the doctors told her. They said all hope is lost. But geez, Louise, I ended up fine. So what do they know? They're not good judge of character. It's also, you know, don't judge a freaking book by its cover. Um, don't judge a man by the lines on his freaking palm or the what appear to be freaking fecal, frag- fecal yeah, fragments. I feel like you probably could judge a man based on how much feces is on his hand, but yeah. Yeah, but you'd be hard-pressed to try, that's for sure. So, number six, can they listen? Joya writes, when you encounter people in any kind of setting, from professional to social, they can choose one to talk, two to listen, or three to do neither. I have far more confidence in group one than three, but group two is the rarest. I've met a few great listeners in my life. Number seven, if they cheat at a small things, they will cheat at big things. Joya writes, if someone will break the rules for something as unimportant as a game, what will they do when higher stakes are involved? Use instances of minor cheating as something worse to come. So real quick, I'm going to go ahead and say Stefano. Guy's a freaking line cook. And yet he'll bend the rules when the stakes are high, when he has... Tady Orisher, Sandy the Sandman Fargus, customers that are loyal to the restaurant. They're every night drinking, partying, staying late long after hours are closed, drinking liquor for free after the freaking sign turns off and no longer patrons are allowed entrance. And he walks over, saunters on over, 
talking his big game with his freaking greasy hair and his freaking beady eyes. Offers him a plate of spaghetti. Need I say more? Yeah, yeah, you do need to say more. I don't really understand how he's cheating in this situation. Well, they don't serve spaghetti here. Yeah, but I mean, if he wants to cook spaghetti because that's what he likes to cook, I mean, that's fine. Why with me. is there even spaghetti in the restaurant? He's bu- he's buying and bringing his own freaking spaghetti. I, I don't know. Here's the thing about Stefano that a lot of people don't know. He is very, very good at making homemade pasta. So I see him every morning in the Ortego Grill when I come in to take a shower. He is on that friggin' line. He is mixing flour. He's mixing egg. He's rolling it. He's pressing it. He's cutting it up. The man knows how to cook. And um, All right, all right, all right. Number eight, watch how they handle unexpected problems. Joya writes, I heard of a peculiar technique used by a company hiring a senior executive. In the final round of interviews, the candidates are taken to lunch, and during the meal, something goes wrong. Of course, this is all staged as a kind of test. Maybe someone walks up to the table and creates a scene, or perhaps the food delivered to the table is completely wrong. The purpose is to see how the candidates handle the situation. You fail the test if you overreact or underreact. So, Sandy the Sandman Fargus, help Doug Jordan see how a scenario like this might play out. Um, yeah, uh, would, uh, what part should I be the part of the, the person uh, delivering the wrong food or the, per- or the, or the customer? Uh, uh, Mr. Fargus, here is your plate of food. It is absolutely delicious. I even had a bite of it myself. Well, that... Is that's it? Freaking it! First of all, don't don't set it down at the table. Um, I shan't be freaking eating this. You just told me that you took a freaking bite, and you just mentioned you per, you came up to my table and you said, "Here is your food. It is delicious." I took a bite. I don't even know what it freaking is yet. From the looks of it, I can't tell what the freaking food is. I don't. I I haven't freaking seen you in this freaking restaurant yet. You did not. You weren't the person who took my freaking order. Um, what what is really going on in this freaking situation? Well, geez, Louise, down to my knees. I this might not be the right plate, but it, as far as I could ascertain, it is food. I'd love to freaking talk to your freaking manager right now. Well, let me grab the manager, Doug Jordan. Please, this is your establishment. Make this situation right with the businessman, Mr. Vargas. Uh, Mr. Farkas, I'm so sorry about Taylor's behavior. He uh, actually comes from a mental institution. Uh, he works here part-time. He should be back doing dishes. Um, you know, he shouldn't even have this plate of food he's giving to you. I'm pretty sure this came right out of the freaking bus bin. Um, look, I'm so sorry about that. Let me comp your order for you. Um, and, you know, we'll get you a round of drinks for free on the house. Wow. Well, thank you so much. That means the absolute freaking world to me. I am an awfully successful freaking businessman, and I come here for freaking lunch every day, and I've never seen or interacted with that person before. Yeah, we usually have him in the back doing dishes, but apparently he snuck out front. Well, um, you know, I, I would say, you know, get your freaking house in order. Um, keep the freaking, keep the dishwasher in the freaking back. Um, hose him down. Um... He, he smells like he stinks to freaking high heavens, um, and and I and I appreciate this. And if this food is edible, I I won't refuse it. I can eat this. 
No, that's okay. I think he's getting a little jealous of the new Italian uh, staff that we've hired. Uh, often, one of our uh, cooks, Stefano, goes out to the kitchen, goes out to the floor, and he offers people a plate of uh, homemade spaghetti uh, meatballs. All right, all right, wow, all that right. sounds that sounds absolutely freaking delightful. I would love a freaking plate of freaking spaghetti. Excuse me, I'm sitting over here at this table. I would also like a plate of spaghetti. This is that sounds no, this, I hear the spaghetti here is amazing. That yeah. is not how it's supposed to go. You all fail. We will okay, I'll get those orders up for you guys uh, shortly. Thank you very much. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, we've got a great freaking show for you full of freaking our week's news and discussions. If you want to call and join the conversation, call 513-914-6201. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. You might get put on blast, but you also might get a prize or two. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussion starts freaking now. Last week, actor Cody Longo died after struggling with alcoholism for years, according to TMZ. He was 34. Known for his eight-episode stint on Days of Our Lives in 2011, Cody Longo also appeared in Bring It On, Fight to the Finish, and episodes of Nashville in 2016. Cody Longo's most tenured role was on Hollywood Heights as the dastardly Eddie Duran. According to a family member, Longo body was found in bed at a residence in Austin. Longo wife reportedly worked as a dance instructor at a nearby studio. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees, the great Cody Longo has perished. And blessed was his career, short it was. But he shined ever so bright while he stood on this great stage, the stage of light. Life. <clears throat> and that might be all I can say about Cody Longo. Sandy, please, a few effigies. Yeah, um... I mean, it, this is this is freaking difficult for me to freaking discuss. I, I I'm just freaking hearing this now for the fir- freaking first time. Um, this is this is a freaking shock to the freaking system. Um, I was such a huge freaking fan of freaking Cody Longo. Um, Longo career was long and storied and. And at, at the at the young age of freaking 34, um, Longo life was just getting freaking started, and there was so much more from Longo that we we could have that we'll never get to freaking experience. I'm sorry, I, somebody's got to freaking take over. Yeah, I'll go ahead and jump in here. Cody Longo um, <clears throat> had an illustri- an illustrious freaking movie career, um, Hollywood Heights. Uh, Obviously, the the greatest friggin' show that's ever been yeah. produced. Um, bring it on, fight to the finish. That's um, the pinnacle. Yeah, is the pinnacle of the series. Um, Wildflower. That you know what? That was a Longo miss, but I. Um, but I think he still performed admirably given the script. And geez, Louise, we're we're gonna miss him. Um, maybe Doug could say something, please. Yeah, I don't know who Cody Longo is. You freaking kidding me? Are you serious? Yeah, what the heck are you freaking talking about? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've in... never heard of this guy. Well, I, to be fair, I've never watched Days of Our Lives. He has had or... a long going storied career. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. And the, the, his list of um, of appearances is, uh, is, is quite the, the Longo list. Um, it, 
I mean, it, it, it's some episodes of freaking Nashville in 2016. Um, bringing on fight to the finish was, um, many would say, the freaking pinnacle of the of his Longo and storied career. Well, and and who can forget his his role as a dastardly Eddie Duran in Hollywood Heights? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, shame on you, Doug Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Last week, Grizzle Giant Outback Steakhouse unveiled new additions to its Aussie menu, according to Fast Food Post. Outback is bringing back the taste of Down Under with the introduction of new Aussie juke ribs, crab top barramundi, Tim Tam brownie cake, and more. The new menu lineup can be found at participating Outback Steakhouse restaurants nationwide for a limited time. Prices may vary by location. Doug Jordan. Yep. Take it to the sports desk. <clears throat> okay. Um, good day. Uh, this is Doug Jordan uh, coming at you live from the sports desk. The Outback Steakhouse is back, and they are bringing back uh, some of their famous uh, uh, menu items like the Aussie uh, Chook Ribs, the Crab Top Barramundi, and the Tim Tam Brownie Cake. Well, now, Doug Jordan, you haven't said what that is, and I need you to say what that is. Is it is it like a does it chook like um a koala or something? What the, uh, what's the egg, rib from? I think they're I think I think it's their chicken ribs. I think that's what the the C H and the and the O K. I think that they're, they're chicken ribs. Man, what in the freaking diggings is freaking barramundi? That's actually a type of fish. I'm pretty sure. I think it's a type of uh, bass. And what makes the freaking brownie cake freaking Tim Tam? Now that I don't really know. I think that you know, there's probably, you know, caramel involved or something. Maybe Doug, toffee. Doug, when can we expect Vegemite to be on the Outback Steakhouse menu? It's been long enough. I'm not affiliated with Outback Steakhouse, but, you know, I they should probably put it on the menu. I agree with that. To be true to Australia. A Vegemite sandwich, perhaps. Yeah, I like the song. Right. And down time, down time. Down that was 90 seconds. You did it. It was the first thank time you, uh, you stayed you. under time. Jeez Louise, down on my knees. God bless you for that. Last week, James Cameron shared an untold story from the set of Titanic detailing the poisoning of cast and crew by PCP Spike Chowder, according to CBC. The 68-year-old director confirmed that the story, previously a Hollywood rumor, was, quote, 100% true. Quote, this is 100% true. You haven't lived until you've been high on PCP, which, by the way, I do not recommend to anyone, Cameron said. According to Wikipedia, PCP, a disassociative anesthetic, can cause hallucinations, distorted perceptions of sound, and violent behavior. Although Cameron stated that Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio were spared from the drugging, less important actors, including Bill Paxton, were dosed with the tainted chowder. Although the culprit was never found, Cameron stated that he believes a disgruntled caterer is responsible. So, geez Louise, down on my knees, this is a breaking story. These people dosed with PCP. Sandy the Sandman Vargas, can you describe a little bit about what some of the actors on set, maybe Best Paxton, were going through? Um, 
I can imagine that freaking Bill Paxton was um, uttering it to himself. Uh, his classic freaking line from freaking Alien, um, game over, man, freaking game over. Uh, wishing that this experience, uh, hallucinations and freaking violent freaking images uh, would stop. Um, I'm assuming that freaking the the late great freaking Billy Zane, who went the way of freaking Cody long ago, long ago ago, uh, I'm, I'm, I believe this probably set him on um, the the path that freaking we all know um, he went down um, when he you know eventually freaking succumbed to the darkness um, that was festering within him um, when he ultimately freaking took his own freaking life. Yeah, I can just yeah. imagine the face on Billy Zane, beady eyed, yeah. sweaty. Just looking into that cold abyss that yeah. laid it afore him. And trembling. The s- trembling from the sounds that were bouncing from ear to ear inside of his brain. Unable to find himself any sort of footing in reality. Yeah. It's great to hear that freaking Bill Paxton or freaking James Cameron were able to freaking bounce back. Um, and it is unfortunate that freaking Billy Zane was not offered that same experience. Um well, and a lot of people don't know this. Before this happened, Kathy Bates was a thin woman. But she got a case of the lifelong munchies from this. And Chowder, she had much to the chagrin of her manager. But she was able to find work as a, a heavy set woman. Well, and they and I, if I freaking recall correctly, there was a moment where they said, Kathy, why are you eating more of the Chowder? We figured out there's freaking PCP in this. Yeah, and she said, "I know." I came. She said, "This is—it's just absolutely freaking delicious, freaking chowder." And she was, she finished. In fact, I believe, if I recall correctly, she finished the entire freaking vat of it. And it was—it was—it was, it was, it was uh, bubbling in a freaking uh, in in a in a in a in a large freaking cauldron. Now, and maybe Tady can help me with this. I know I've heard story of spiking a chowder before, but usually it is a different substance. Can you guide us in the direction of what is traditionally spiked in a? chowder type soup yeah typically arsenic is is put into chowder um just because of you know you don't need too much of it it's not gonna you know it's gonna dissolve quickly and spread throughout the chowder and the fat from the cream is really gonna you know connect onto the arsenic you're gonna get people real sick probably gonna kill one or two people um but i do respect pcp as a spike um because that's absolutely friggin' hilarious i know from personal experience it takes a lot of work you got to grind it up you got to stir it you got to cook the the chowder for an extra hour so um this is uh this is a hilarious case of a a prank gone right and um i give the movie an a plus now i was speaking of another substance and i think doug jordan the glimmer in his eye says it all he knows what i am talking about can you describe for audiences what chowder is normally spiked with what fluid well, it depends on what kind of chowder it is. Are we talking like a corn chowder or? Let's just let's just say it's chowder? a freaking. Let's say it's a nice hot bubbling vat of freaking cream chowder. Well, there would probably be some like heavy cream in there, and yeah, mm, that's what some, that's what it's made of. What's it spiked with? I don't know, but mushrooms sometimes for a little extra no. flavor. No, it wouldn't be freaking mushrooms. Mushrooms would be a part of the freaking chowder, if anything. It might come from the tip of the mushroom, if you know what I mean. I think I freaking, and I think I heard the word freaking. What do you mean? You said it comes. I think it, oh. it would come from the tip of the mushroom. See, yeah, I wasn't going to say. 
and playing with it, people playing with themselves playing into the chowder. Playing with themselves, yeah. Playing making, with themselves. making freaking the human cream. Yeah, mm. absolutely freaking hilarious. Very funny. Absolutely hilarious. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. It's been a great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Week in Review. We love you so very freaking much. We're so freaking hot and hot for you. Stay safe out there, and we'll see you freaking next week. You should all be ashamed of yourselves. And you will see the light. The light that I have seen. Because I am, of course, a great judge of character. And these five men, these five dastardly men, Mario, Stefano, Flavio, Guazeppi, and Luigi, are not who they say they are. I don't think I really care who Stefano is as long as he keeps making that spaghetti. I just realized that one of them's name is Mario and the other one's name is Luigi. It's oh, absolutely yeah. hilarious. That's the Mario Brothers. That yeah. is absolutely freaking hilarious. And they like it too. They like when you point that out. of our week studios. W-A-Y-O-L-P Rochester.